Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, coming to you, not live, uh, but close to it, uh, from uh, Romania. I know I could say I'm, I'm embedded uh, in Ukraine. I'm not. I'm in Romania. I'm about, uh, let's see, 40 kilometers from the Ukrainian border. Uh, and to be honest, people here are living their lives uh, as as though a war were not raging uh, 60 miles away. Because the border is about 40 kilometers. Uh, you, you tack on to that, eh, maybe another 40 miles or so. So, but, you know, people are going about their lives. They're uh, taking their kids to the park. They're They're watching the pigeons. They're feeding the pigeons. Uh, I, I am planning on filming a few things while I'm here and putting them up, but uh, I, I, I think you need to limit your expectations as far as uh, quality is concerned because I don't have drones. I don't have camera peoples. Uh, so uh, expect as much from uh, my filming abilities as you would from the radio program. Uh, low tech, high content. That's what we're going for. Uh, And, uh, well, you know, if it disappoints, it is what it is. Uh, If it doesn't disappoint, then it was all me. Uh, I I, I did it all myself. Uh, I I bought a filming stuff for idiots book and I consumed it. And uh, now I know everything I need to know about, I guess, filming stuff. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's more important things to be concerned about than whether or not, uh, the lighting is right when you're filming on your cell phone or whether, um, you know, I guess the audio works. There's, uh, still things going on in the world. There's still going, things going on in America, uh, because although, uh, we've been away for a few days, uh, I still keep up with what's going on. Uh, because we are returning stateside. We are planning on it. Uh, we have a date upon which we shall return. And so I'm not just, oh, well, whatever happens there happens there because I'm concerned. And there's reason for concern because uh, the people in charge aren't seeing the big picture as it were. Uh, they're beginning to. Uh, they're starting to put the key pieces together. Uh, but Far too late, belatedly so, because I think there's enough people with nefarious intent that are already within America's borders that trying to stop the inflow, even though they're not. But if they were to try to stop the inflow, I don't think they'd have much success anyway. Um, I, I was scrolling through the news, as it were, about five minutes before I... Uh, linked with Gino via Skype. I know, we're, uh, we're, we're high tech. It's, uh, it's, you know, what is it? Uh, Elon Musk's uh, satellite doohickeys. 
We're like, eh, that's, that's uh, beneath us. We're still Skyping. Uh, it's, it's an oldie but a goodie, and it works. But I was reading, and apparently a lady in San Francisco uh, got what she voted for uh, because she was attacked, not by homeless people, as one might think, but by bat-wielding teens. And they were attacking both moms and nannies in the quote-unquote, yes, I did the finger quotes, uh, the quote-unquote, wealthy district of San Francisco. We'll get into that. Uh, It's really hot in Romania. And it's not just hot, it's muggy and it's humid. And the apartment doesn't have air conditioning. I have to shut the window because uh, uh, traffic noises aren't fun to listen to while you're trying to listen to a program or a podcast or whatever you want to call it. So I'm, uh, I'm sitting here schwitzing, as the kids like to say. Uh, it's like my own little personal sauna. Uh, the hot coffee doesn't help. And yes, I did brew myself a cup of hot java, even though it's uh, 6 p.m. here, uh, which makes it 10 a.m. in Wisconsin. And that is the time of our recording. Today is, uh, let's see, July the 6th, year of our Lord 2023. So uh, if something happens between now and the time of uh, you hearing this recording, you'll know when it was recorded. Um, Yeah, so the newest thing in San Francisco are bat-wielding teens that are attacking moms and nannies uh, in a wealthy section of San Francisco. I, I didn't know there was still a wealthy section in San Francisco, color me surprised. Uh, I I thought it was all a a giant brown map because apparently people uh, go onto the apps and, uh, you know, pin wherever they find human dookie. And uh, there's enough of it uh, to make the whole map brown. So who'd have known? Who'd have thunk it? There's still a rich district in San Francisco. Uh, It happened or it is happening in an area known as Stroller Alley. Uh, because of all the young mothers who live there. Now, unless you're a glutton for punishment, unless you have some hidden sadomasochistic tendencies, why would you want to raise your children anywhere near San Francisco? Young mother or not, I know, it's a job. You'll find jobs elsewhere. But apparently, in Stroller Alley, there are now moms and nannies that are being attacked by young people with bats. The attacks appear to have been orchestrated by a single group of adolescents and occurred primarily in No Valley and north of the Panhandle beginning on Monday. Thomas Harvey, the captain of the San Francisco Police Department's Mission District, said in a town hall meeting on Thursday evening, according to Supervisor Rafael Mandelman, who was also present. The assailants allegedly pushed and punched their victims in assaults that police suspect were carried out using a stolen car, Harvey said. Police recovered and towed the car, the captain said. Well, they towed the car, so mothers start strolling. Apparently the danger passed you by. 
Just because you towed the car, it doesn't mean these ne'er-do-wells aren't going to find other means of transportation, steal another car, and commence to beating women with children. Can you imagine the hellscape that we're creating for ourselves as a nation if the rich district of San Francisco is suffering young people wielding bats and attacking women with children? And at some point, there may be one woman among them who hasn't been infected with uh, the liberal mind disease that may be packing something more than lipstick, if you know what I mean. And uh, if she dared to protect her child, because mothers, believe it or not, I know, you're thinking to yourself, how do you know this, Mike? You know so much. Well, I'm married to a mother. She's the mother of my children. And if anyone dared to pose a threat, any of my girls, either of my girls, uh, I don't know how they'd make it with their skin intact. Uh, My wife is fierce when it comes to protecting and defending our children. So I could imagine that there are some mothers, even in a place like San Francisco, that, you know, prioritize their child's well-being, that prioritize the health and safety of their child. And like I said, perhaps somebody moved from Texas to them carrying a little twenty-two silver-plated, you know, double-action, eight-round sort of semi-automatic thing that fits in the palm of your hand. That was just natural. It came as a secondary thing to them. And perhaps she uh, goes into that purse and finds that nickel plate, that silver plate, that little boom boom, and uh, decides to defend herself and decides to defend her children. How do you think that that story will be presented to the general population? Will it be mother defends her child from bat-wielding youths? Or will it be aggressive woman with a gun penchant goes wild and shoots a teen? You tell me. I know which one I'd, I'd, I'd uh, likely see in the paper given where we've gone. Look, once you start making... Uh, the victims, the criminals, once you start punishing the victims for doing nothing more than just being present for their own assault, nation, whatever that nation might be, is not long for this world. The collapse comes quickly. We don't have centuries of decline left. Maybe we have a decade. But given the way things are going, eh, I'd, I'd, I'd wager on less. Two women were reportedly assaulted in the neighborhood last week, continues a news report, by a youth who allegedly hit one of the women with a baseball bat and the other one in the face. Come to San Francisco. Get a free nose job on us. Pregnant women have also been attacked. There has been one arrest of a juvenile, but this is a Democrat-run city, so he has probably been released already with an Obama phone, a rubber, and a book called Gay Sex is for Everyone. 
I like this guy. Whoever wrote this article, you got to admit, it has flair. So the wealthy San Franciscans, who almost certainly vote Democrat, are no longer immune from their voting habits. Well, you couldn't be immune from them forever. Eventually, when the inner cities have nothing left to take, when the inner cities have nothing left to pillage, uh, then those doing the pillaging, those doing the taking, eventually, inevitably, turn their sights on the suburbs, on what they might call the rich folk areas. It's only a matter of time. There is no such thing as being immune from the crime-laden cities that you create. It's an impossibility. And so here they are, the roosters, coming home, to roost, and uh, innocent people getting assaulted and beat with bats and hit in the face. Because why not? Now, it's not a related article, but I noticed this and I kind of chuckled because, uh, well, I have that kind of sense of humor. Apparently... Some cocaine was found in the White House. I know, blow me over with a feather. I'm like, not in this White House. That couldn't possibly happen. I mean, everyone in this administration and their immediate families, well, they're so honest to goodness, almost righteous folk, that I'd be hard-pressed to find some... uh, What's that stuff people drink nowadays? Claw. Uh, Something claw. Uh, See, that's how little I know about... You'd you'd be hard-pressed to find a Bud Light. Let's put it that way. White claw. That's what they call it. So you'd be hard-pressed to find a Bud Light or a white claw. And here we are. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. With cocaine of all things having been found in the White House. And everyone's a flutter. The FBI already said, there's no way we're ever going to find the culprit. There's no way we're going to find an individual with a first name, a hunter with some white residue on his nostrils, because that's just too much for the Federal Bureau of the Eye. No, sir, we can't do that. I mean, you don't look at likely suspects first. That's racial profiling. But hold on. He's not black. It doesn't matter. He identifies as black. He got a stripper pregnant, and he has to pay her alimony. Tell me that's not, you know, sports athlete level. So we can't look at the obvious. Hunter Biden's immediately off the table. There's no way the cocaine was his. Is it, I mean, he probably would have sniffed it all by the time they'd found it. So it's not his because there was too much left. Okay? So I, I think this guy's just getting a bad rap. I mean, everyone from all sides, he's pleading guilty to things he never did. He's being accused of bringing cocaine into the White House when he's the likeliest individual within 15 square miles of the White House that likely could have brought it in. But hey, you know what? Let's not profile based on past incidences. 
the FBI has said, there's no way. Look, give up the ghost. Stop chasing. Stop looking for a needle in a haystack. Nobody knows who brought the cocaine in. So we should just let this go like everything else. Because there is a certain class of peoples that are protected. And if you decide to go after the protected class, if you decide to voice your opinion about anything that would uh, shed a negative light upon their character and upon their spotless constitution, well, uh, then you have private sector companies coming after you. You have uh, banks and retailers and everyone else making your life miserable. And uh, that's something nobody wants, kids. When private sector institutions feel obliged to destroy a company, a ministry, a church, or an individual in order to protect the status quo, in order to protect people in government or their families, you've got yourself a real problem, a problem that can only be solved one way as far as I know. And... uh, it's it's not by baking cookies. Let's just leave it at that. But back to the substance, because they tested it because yeah, they were hoping. You know what? Maybe it's baby powder. I mean, Hunter Biden's a new dad. Maybe he had the baby brought in low key. He wanted, you know, for her to meet grandpa, for grandpa to bounce her on her knee. But no, the whole family's like, eh, she doesn't exist. We've decided to de-person an infant, a toddler. In, in, in the Biden family archives, there is no mention of this child. She is persona non grata. So it wasn't baby powder. Because they were hoping, like, ah, maybe Hunter had a change of heart. Maybe he went out to Arkansas. I know it's not Arkansas, but still, sounds funny. Arkansas. And uh, took that toddler by the hand and said, you know what? Me and your mama had 30 minutes of paradise. And you were the outcome. So come to the White House. Is that your suitcase? The one with the bunny on it? Yes. Bring some clothes and take some baby powder. We wouldn't want you to get a rash. It wasn't baby powder, though. A substance tested positive for cocaine. And it was found inside the White House on Sunday, according to a report. The New York Times reported Tuesday that the substance has been found in the, in the West Wing. Who has access to the West Wing? Hey, Hunter doesn't have that. Well, maybe he does. I mean, he, he is the smartest man Joe Robinette Biden has ever met. So. I mean, if you want to know who Joe is bouncing ideas off of, who Joe is getting input from as far as what he should do about China and Russia and Ukraine and everything else, I mean, logic would dictate that you go to the smartest man you know and you ask his advice. And maybe, just maybe... One individual was busy having something up their nostril, a a, a white powdery substance, and then they heard the knock on the door. 
And quickly he said, who is it? Who is it? And from the other side of the door he heard, it's the big guy. And we all know who the big guy is, and you don't keep the big guy wedding, waiting because, you know, he's got a date with an ice cream cone. You know, that, that diaper doesn't empty itself, so Hunter had to rush. So he takes the little baggie and he, you know, cleans the nostril and he throws the baggie somewhere in the West Wing. And then he opens the door. And he goes, Dad, can I get a hug? And Joe says, no, you're not young enough anymore. Uh, and then he says, sit down. You're the smartest man I know. What do you think we should do about this and that and the other? I mean, the news is tightening, my boy. The economy isn't getting any better. The Fed's about to hike uh, interest rates again. Everything has been artificially propped up and artificially inflated and artificially supported to the point that now, even when all the signals and alarms should be going off, they're not, or they're doing so belatedly. But bigger fish to fry. Give me your input, Hunter. What should we do about China and North Korea and Russia? All these things that are happening, what should we do about the Saudis uh, pumping out one million barrels less per day? And all these BRICS nations that are getting together trying to uh, make a gargantuan of uh, different nations with one purpose and one monetary unit that would likely destabilize the dollar. Hunter, help me. You're the smartest man I know. And Hunter looks at his dad and he shrugs his shoulders. And I don't know, dad, I got paintings to finish. But still, you know, at least, at least Joe tried to get the input of the smartest man he knows. The New York Times reported Tuesday that the substance had been found in the West Wing and that a dispatch which had said the substance was found in a White House library was incorrect, citing Secret Service spokesman Anthony Guglielmi. Was it a guest bedroom? The report said a small amount of a white powdery substance was found in the White House on Sunday evening. NBC News reported Wednesday that the substance was found in a small zippered bag in a highly trafficked part of the West Wing. Who peeled off the sticker that said, Property of Hunter? Do not consume. Because, you know, when, when an area is highly trafficked, let's say you work in a building and everyone shares a fridge. Remember those people? They'd bring a yogurt and then they'd put a sticker on it. This is Judy's yogurt. Don't eat Judy's yogurt. Cocaine's slightly more expensive than Chobani. All right. I know. You know what Chobani is? Yes, it's a yogurt that tastes gross. Give me the yo play any day. But that's not healthy. Eh, none of it is. That's why gas station grilled cheeses are still thumbs up for me. There's a place here, by the way. By the by, if you're ever in Romania and you're looking for a quick fix as far as a snack is concerned, uh, there, there's this place that has pretzel-wrapped ham and cheese. Fantastic. The cheese is bubbly. The pretzel is crunchy. 
it is out of this world, and it's affordable. Not many things are anymore. I, I went to the store today, and I was uh, shocked and dismayed, I think, is the, is the best description. Because all I bought was some bananas, a few grapes, uh, a loaf of bread, and some frozen peas, because those are the only vegetables my eldest eats. Uh, and, and when I saw how much the lady asked, I'm like, can you, can you look through that again? There's, is there a secret thing that I bought that costs so much? But no, there was no secret thing. Prices have shot up here as, uh, as well as in the States. I don't think any place is immune from the increase in prices. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're ever in the area, I'm telling you, ham and cheese in a pretzel. It's genius. If I had a ham and cheese and a pretzel and I went to work and I knew that I'd be busy and I'd eat it later, guess what I'd do? I'd put a label, label on it, property of Mike, do not eat. So I'm surprised that the bag of cocaine didn't have a sticker on it. Perhaps it did. And the name that was stenciled upon it would have uh, stirred much curiosity. And some intrepid uh, servant of the White House, someone who was intent on not rocking the boat or uh, causing any more disparaging remarks to be made about the smartest man Joe Biden knows, uh, you know, pulled off the sticker. Whose is it? Nobody knows. And the FBI warns, don't try to find out because you won't. It, you know what? Sometimes a duck is a goose. Sometimes, you know, the, the resident crack addict in the White House uh, is not the one who's uh, got the bag of cocaine. So it happened. Oh, that's good. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm being spoiled as far as coffee is concerned. Uh, my, my brother-in-law bought these pods they're lavazza i know you're like what's that it's an italian coffee it is strong uh it'll, it'll kick you like a mule and uh, i just made a double shot of it and uh, by the time we went to record i'd had maybe three quarters of it and uh, i want more but i i need to sleep tonight so i have to balance my desires with the reality of the situation i'm in because if i stay up the whole night Nobody's going to be happy. President Biden and his family were reportedly at Camp David when a uniformed Secret Service agent found the substance under a patrol during a patrol of the West Wing around 6 p.m. on Sunday. The discovery prompted a brief evacuation of the White House. I see. At 8.49 p.m. Eastern, after a preliminary test, a member of the D.C. Fire Department hazmat team radioed to other officials in the department. We have a yellow bar saying cocaine hydrochloride. And at the same time, coincidentally enough, one Hunter Biden was patting his pockets, thinking to himself, where did I put that bag? I kid, of course. It's humor. All right, you need to laugh. We talked about this. Laughter is good medicine. A lot less people are laughing today than they were a few years ago. A lot less people have reason to laugh. However, you should still have merriment and glee in your heart. 
you should still laugh whenever you can because things are only going to get worse. I know. You're like, but T.D. Jakes said, well, T.D. Jakes is busy trying to legitimize his daughter and son-in-law. Uh, so he'll say whatever he needs to say to get those to, uh, to get accepted by the peoples, by the community. Uh, and, and he can, uh, you know, write their sermons and they can regurgitate whatever he says. It'll be great. Uh, if you didn't see what's happening, yeah, uh, apparently this is how it works now. You're just eeny, meeny, miny, you're it. And then you, you, you pick your successor. And before, uh, well, your grandpa and you, nope, I didn't want it. Still don't. I am not a successor that was handpicked or uh, planned for. Uh, I, I tried to fight it every step of the way. Those who know me and who've known me for a long time, Understand how reticent I was about taking over ministry. Because you're responsible for the things you say. You're responsible for the direction you point people in. You're responsible for the Jesus that you present to those who do not know him. And I take all of that very seriously because unlike many of today's uh, spiritual influencers, I still believe in the God of the Bible. I still believe that a day of judgment is coming. I still believe that God will weigh what we have done in his name and reward us accordingly. So I take this whole ministry thing seriously. I'm sitting here sweating like I was in a sweat lodge with a bunch of Indians in headdresses around me trying to get me to smoke a peace pipe. And I do it because I love you. And I promised you I'd be here, even though I'd rather be somewhere with air conditioning where you could actually breathe. So... That having been said, uh, yes, uh, look, at, at least you have to give it to him. He didn't stick around like Pat Robertson until, you know, his, his just skeletal form was there with his skin hanging off his face and him, oh, you should leave your wife if she's got Parkinson's or whatever else. Uh, you know, at least the guy goes, eh, I got a few years left. I'm going to go enjoy my retirement. I made my millions. Now it's time for the kids to step up and, well, you know, continue the charade. Yes, I know it's charade, but you know what? Charade just sounds a little more sophisticated. And who among us could not use a little more sophistication in our lives? Guglielmi. Is that his name? Guglielmi. Wow, there's a mouthful of a name told the Times in a statement the item was sent for further evaluation and an investigation into the cause and manner of how it entered the White House is pending. So keep your fingers crossed. I know you're like, look, it's the investigation's pending. But the FBI already said, don't, you know what? Don't get too hopeful. I, we, yeah, look, all signs and evidences point to one certain individual who has access to the White House and who has access to the West Wing and who has been known from time to time to imbibe of the white lightning. But still, we're just telling you offhand it's not him, okay? A Secret Service spokesman told Breitbart News on Monday that their team was conducting an investigation. Breitbart News on Wednesday inquired how long the investigation would take, but did not receive a response. It will take a very long time. Very, very long time. 
We have so many more important things to do, like uh, confirming that uh, somebody in a prison hung himself, you know, when the cameras were off. Wink, wink, okay? Uh, yes. We want to make sure. So, you know, the, the, the whole cocaine case has to get in line behind all the other things that seem a little out of whack, that seem uh, somewhat off. NBC News reported that the investigation will entail looking at cameras and entrance logs, according to a source familiar with the inquiry. Uh, well, they, they haven't released uh, that part yet, but I'm assuming that in the next 48 to what, 48, yeah, 48 hours, about two days. In the next two days, uh, they'll come out and say that, wouldn't you believe it? All the recordings uh, have been wiped. Uh, there, there was something wrong with uh, the electronics. Uh, it's believed that uh, when the UFO hovered above the White House, it uh, wiped any incriminating evidence of itself. And thankfully, it was exactly uh, when the individual or individuals who shall not be named uh, and uh, who we should uh, likely not infer did any such a thing, uh, came into the West Wing with the bag of cocaine. Uh, likewise, uh, the sticker that said property of Hunter, do not sniff, uh, was uh, also removed by an individual. That camera angle has also gone missing. We assume it was the Sasquatch that snuck into the White House because he wanted to take a picture with the Lincoln bust that removed the sticker and the recording and the evidence uh, because these things happen all the time in a place like the White House. Rep Representative Jim Banks uh, of Indiana tweeted a meme of an emergency response worker vacuuming a white substance in the awful oval office along with what a disgrace well you know it's uh if that's the, the if that were the only disgrace that had taken place uh i don't know over the last couple of weeks in america uh i'd i'd overlook it but that that on the list of disgraces is, uh, you know, maybe eight or nine. He tweeted earlier, they never found cocaine in Trump's White House, as well as the Bidens are unfit to live in the White House. Now, that's just judgmental. See, you're jumping to conclusions, sir. The FBI already said, please don't jump to conclusions. And here we are jumping to conclusions. Who knows? It could have been one of one other person so you know yeah that's right what to talk about what to talk about um yeah let's talk about this because i saw it and it it rang there there, there was something in it that made me uh crash my head and go it's coming and apparently People don't understand what it is and what it's going to look like. That's the best way I can put it. This happened in the United Kingdom. And you're thinking to yourself, what's that got to do with us? 
Well, because a lot of the stuff that starts in England uh, migrates to Canada, and eventually from Canada, uh, it makes its way to these United States. A Christian charity in the UK has staged a protest outside Barclays Bank headquarters, claiming that the financial institution shuttered their account due to pressure from LGBTQ plus activists. Look, you got you people need to add the IA, otherwise the LGBTQ is going to come after you. The Core Issues Trust, in collaboration with the International Federation for Therapeutic and Counseling Choice, a ministry offering counsel to individuals grappling with their sexual or sexuality or gender identity, orchestrated this demonstration in the bustling Canary Wharf. Last year, Barclays Bank closed the IFTCC's account, offering no explanation for their actions, yet conveniently occurring while the bank was prominently sponsoring London's LGBT Pride event. When a bank can take it upon itself to shut down your means of doing business, when a bank can take it upon itself to shut down your account and say, no mas, because you disagreed on a certain practice. There was no criminality here. They didn't rob a bank and deposit the money into Barclays. These people weren't accused of murder. They weren't accused of theft. They simply disagree with the notion that, oh, by the way, yeah, have, have you heard this one? Now, science confirms that uh, babies in the womb know that they're transgender. You didn't hear about it. You're going to hear about it. Because this is the way of madness. Somebody got a fat grant to say something really dumb, and now it's going to be science. Look, it's confirmed by science. Baby know they're transgender. Now that's a thing? Because I know the, the, the whole big issue a few years back was that you were born with uh, homosexual predilections. Now you're born uh, transgender. Why not just be born in the right gender? And then you don't have to know that you're transgender and people won't, you know, slice and dice you like you're a hunk of meat. You won't get butchered like you were a lamb on a hook. Why, why not just, you know, be born and not know that you're transgender? Be born in the right gender. I, this is the madness that we have to deal with. This is the madness with which we're going to have to contend from now on. And the fact that, because I don't know if you know, but Barclays isn't like a local, you know, bank. It's not, it's not like a, a credit union. This, this is huge. It's an international conglomerate. And they went after a Christian charity... Because that Christian charity said, we, we disagree with the notion of uh, transitioning children before they know how to spell their name. We disagree with the notion that children can make the conscious choice to remove body parts before uh, they can decide whether they want to take up uh, bicycling or uh, ice skating. This is, 
troublesome. And, and last year, I think it was PayPal had one of these hiccups, quote unquote. I didn't do the, the, the air quotes this time. I'm proud of myself. But they had a hiccup where a certain individuals with unacceptable opinions got their accounts shut down without any sort of explanation, without even a howdy-do. But have no fear. Uh, the people who have glutted themselves on the wool of the sheep that they fleeced uh, are, are standing up to defend you. They're lining up in your defense. They're going, hey, that's wrong. Oh, wait, no, they're not. They're, they're, they're busy spending money that they tricked you into sending to them. Chuck Pierce. The sum, some of these numbers, man. And I, why do you talk about it? Because it needs to be known. Because right now, what, what these people, the family of the peers, received in compensation in less than a year is almost three times what, what we bring in to, to help feed a bunch of kids, to run an orphanage, to buy firewood, to buy cattle, to buy chickens, to buy clothing, to send food packages to Ukraine and everything else. I'm not saying that a workman isn't worthy of his hire. But I'm sorry, the Pierce family isn't worth $4.4 million on their best day as far as compensation for 12 months of work. Not even 12 months, from April 1st to March 31st. All right, it's a year. It's technically 12 months. All right, I, I did the math wrong because I'm overheating. I'm, I'm sweating so much, I'm going to buy one of those kiddie pools and just sit in it next time. And by the time I'm done with the program, it's going to be full. And then, ooh, I just got a business idea. After the kiddie pool is full, I'm going to buy little vials and fill them. And then uh, maybe I'll contact Peter Popoff because he was the one that was selling, uh, what, Ukrainian holy water. I, this, it's got to be worth something. I mean, this is, this is actual man sweat that I could bottle. I'm sure I could get a good, you know, 150 vials per one hour session of doing radio. So uh, that could add up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do some uh, email sending because, you know, it, it looks different than water. There's salt content in there. See? See? See how easy it is. Chuck Pierce of Glory Zion International, hallelujah, is a major player in the new apostolic reformation. We last uh, wrote about him. Uh, well, he was... He did a thing with burning counterfeit 20s on stage. Uh, but now, uh, apparently, uh, somebody got a hold of their tax returns, their 990s. And uh, according to the ministry's latest 990, seven of the Pierce family members received 4386 million dollars in compensation and independent contractor payments from April 1st, 2021 
to March 31st, 2022. Wow. These people are rolling. Look at that. Chuck Pierce, 1.9 million. John Mark Pierce, 892 grand. So uh, this is their version of the big guy. Gets his uh, cut. This is quite the boon for the Pierce family who saw their compensation increase by 606 grand from last year with Daniel and Amber Pierce, two pastors at Zion International Ministries, receiving the lion's share of the increase. Well, you know, home prices being what they are. The times have been good for Chuck Pierce, who has seen his compensation triple in a few years and who made an extra 310 grand this year compared to last year. All in all, uh, the ministry brought in $22 million. $22 million. You people. Not, not those of you that, that listen to this program, but you people in general. $22 million bucks. <laughs> but hey... Fear not, 374 grand was paid out in landscaping and maintenance. I can't. No, because this is, look, this is what happens when people don't look at ministry as belonging to God. This is what happens when people look at ministry as something that they created, that they've built up, like a business. And so they, they feel no qualms about taking as much as humanly possible. 30%, odd percent of, of all that came into that ministry to facilitate salaries and expenses for the Pierce family. Two million bucks a year, man. 1.9 million. And organization compensation is eighty-four grand. So yeah, he's he's over two, two million eighty-four thousand dollars. The load is good. But see, people really hurting today. There are people that are living paycheck to paycheck. There are people that don't know how they're going to make their mortgage or their rent payment. And at some point, those people are going to go to people like Chuck Pierce and ask for some help. And the sad thing is, is that they're going to be turned away. And those people's hearts are going to grow cold and bitter. And they're not going to blame Chuck Pierce for being Chuck Pierce. They're going to blame God thinking that he somehow failed them. See, when everything is going right, it's because Brother Chuck prayed a blessing over my check. When it's going wrong, it's no longer Brother Chuck's doing, is it? Oh, man. Two million bucks in compensation. I, you know what? I, I, I'm wondering how much they brought to Balaam. Good question, wouldn't it? Remember? 
when uh, the men went out to try to get Balaam to curse the people of God. And uh, they had something called a diviner's fee. Read it. It's, it's in the book. It's, it's, you, you sit there and scratch your head and go, there is nothing new under the sun, is there? Back in the day, during the time of Balaam, there was actually a diviner's fee. For people who went to, to, to get a message from the Lord or as, as Balak wanted to, to get somebody to curse a people for him. You grabbed some shekels and you went profit shopping. And apparently it was such a common practice that they had a name for it. It was called a diviner's fee. I kid you not. Look it up. Apparently, people are willing to pay a lot of money to be lied to. That's sad. Enough people send in money that they raise $22 million in a year. Just so they wouldn't have to hear words like repentance or holiness. Just so they wouldn't have to hear words like righteous judgment. People are still paying diviner's fees today. They're preacher shopping, prophet shopping, pastor shopping. And they gravitate towards the people that tell them what they want to hear. It's confirmation bias that people want. It's not the truth. And that's something that we have to contend with. Most people don't want to hear the truth. They just want their biases confirmed. Tell me I'm all right. Tell me I'm going to heaven. Tell me that God doesn't care that I'm thrice divorced and committing adultery on my current wife. Tell me these things and I'll send you some cash. And there are people that are willing to do it. See, we're, we're hoping for a redress. We're hoping for people to pursue righteousness anew. But as long as it's so easy to find someone in spiritual authority to tell you everything you want to hear and nothing of what you don't, there's not going to be a redress. Look at the current spiritual condition, current spiritual climate of America, and tell me I'm wrong. And people are falling in line and saying what they think will garner them the most support. Another North Point pastor joins Andy Stanley's LGBTQ affirming conference. Because why not? People without kids have more disposable income. And if you happen to be a pastor that embraces homosexuality, 
and tells an entire community that sin isn't sin anymore, then those people with disposable income might throw you a few shekels just because you mate their night. With the news that North Point Community Church is still committed to hosting the controversial unconventional conference, where Andy Stanley will be a keynote speaker, two more speakers have been added to the list. The conference is being put on by Embracing the Journey, indeed, a radical gay-affirming ministry that partners with North Point. Surprisingly, Barclays didn't shut their account. Can you believe it? I know. Why wouldn't Barclays shut their accounts? Because uh, sin defends its own. Evil defends its own. Just a thought. With North Point that offers to counsel parents of struggling LGBTQ children. Notably, nearly all the speakers are gay-affirming and pro-homosexuality. Some radically so, including at least one in a gay marriage. While some have suggested the conference would be canceled after the revelation of who the speakers are coming to light, new announcements show it's right on schedule and has garnered unprecedented English. Oh, unprecedented interest. I know. Look at that. I'm, uh, I'm close to passing out from the heat. I can't even read words anymore. Is it surprising? that it has garnered unprecedented interest? I say, nay, nay, it's not surprising. Because a distinct portion of the leadership at North Point is gay-affirming, the speaker list references this with almost all of them being pro-homosexuality in one way or another. Greg and Lynn McDonald, uh both affirming and their organization recommends all pro-queer resources and endorses books about why the Bible celebrates homosexuality rather than condemns it. Let me read that again. These people consider themselves or are considered by some as, as spiritual authorities, Christian brethren, as it were. Their organization recommends all pro-queer resources and endorses books about why the Bible celebrates homosexuality rather than condemns it. See, the Bible tells us that there will come a day when men will call good evil and evil good. That day's not coming. It's here. Sin is still sin, no matter how many people say it's not. I mean, does the Bible celebrate adultery? Does the Bible celebrate murder? Does the Bible celebrate alcoholism? Huh? Why is it just homosexuality that the Bible seems to be celebrating? I'm sure that the the, the pedophiles are waiting in the shadows going, Hey, what about us? Are we celebrated too? I'm sure an organization will run the numbers and they'll crunch them and they'll discover how many pedophiles there are. And uh, if the numbers work out and they see a bump in their finances, uh, there may be, there just may be a minister or a ministry that endorses books about why the Bible celebrates pedophilia now. Because this sort of thing doesn't end. 
It's a downward spiral that continues unabated until fire and brimstone. And with that, from Romania, I know. You're like, he's so international. From Romania, I bid you adieu. I'll see you next week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this heat stops. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, uh, I'm going to look like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to look like Tom Hanks after he got shipwrecked on that island. What was it? Well, I don't even remember the movie, but he lost a lot of weight because of the coconut water. I'm just losing weight because uh, it's, it's coming off as quick as I can drink it. So, anyway, God bless you. Thank you for listening. I don't know if you're still there, Gene Bean, but if you are, I'm here. It's yours. All right, hit it. Thank you, Mike. Well, the Bible says, "Beware of wolves in sheep's clothing," and that's kind of what Mike's been mentioning. Um, in the last days, perilous times will come. People will call evil good, good evil. Woe unto them, as Isaiah says. And what God wants all of us to reevaluate is our heart, the motives of our heart, to stay humble, to walk clean, to obey the Holy Spirit's voice. And God wants to, you know, we're, we're in dire straits when these are the leaders becoming millionaires in using the church as a slot machine. And you know what? God will judge. It's also important to realize in the ministry of the Lord, it's God's ministry. It's God's calling. Everything we do, we have to do to honor the Lord. We have to submit to his will, do his will, be faithful. It's exactly what Mike said on the radio show. It's the life that you have to live. And so... The day of reckoning will come for these people. But you know what? Let's pray. God, keep us strong. Keep our hearts clean. Help us to always remember to just be faithful to the Lord. God bless you all. We love you. And I hope to see you next week. Have a great day in Jesus' name.